You're listening to The Eastern Shake, interviewing the world's diverse bar scene, happily off the beaten track and from all sides of the counter. Today we're in Warsaw, Poland. We're happy enough to sit down with Tomek Roa, one of the founding fathers of the Polish bar scene and founder of the Warsaw Bar Symposium. He owns two bars now and found some time to tell us about what's interesting in the Polish bar scene now and maybe a couple of difficulties. So let's sit down and listen in. Today we're with Tomek Roa of uh, the Warsaw Bar Cosmo and Bar Wichoni. We're in Bar Cosmo right now. Hi Tomek. Hello. Hi Robert, nice to see you again. Nice to see you again. <laughs> nice to have you here. Thanks for the interview. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to include you into this podcast that we're making because we're hoping to learn more about international bar scenes, especially of Warsaw. Can you give us a brief introduction about where do you come from bar-wise and what are your bars all about? Sure, I think I can do that. I run two bars together with my wife. We started Bar Vietchorn oh, just over four and a half years ago now. It's a neighborhood bar, a little bit out of the center, a kind of a dead spot, I would say. You can't really get a drink in the nearest area, which was quite a surprise for most people when we opened the bar. And we're just basically a neighborhood bar, which happens to sell good quality cocktails, I think. Very good quality cocktails. And surprisingly enough, that's what people seem to be drinking. We have one white wine, one red wine, two beers, and that's it on the menu. The second bar that I run with my wife is Cosmo, and this one is a new project. It's just over a year and a few months. We opened it. It's located in the center of Warsaw and uh, one of the most expensive apartment buildings in the city. Quite a fancy location. The bar focuses very strongly on sustainability, using local products, and quite a bit of foraged things that we use. We work with foragers, and that's pretty much it. I came to the bar scene a little bit by accident. I've been, say, helping people set up bars and, and run bars. The first one was Pies Chesuka, which was eight years ago, I think. It was considered by many to be one of the first sort of proper cocktail bars with table service, uh, water, and all the other things that come with, with cocktails normally. But in Poland, it was a little bit of a change. Before that, there was a couple of cocktail bars that were functioning. The real first one that people would consider the first cocktail bar, I mean, since the changes of the 90s, was Paparazzi on Mazowiecki Street. It's no longer open, but that was a, quite a big, high-volume sort of classic cocktail bar, I would say, very strongly influenced by London and people hoping that came from London. And the last, I would say, maybe five Four or five years, the cocktail scene has really exploded here. We have 12 or 14 very good cocktail bars in Warsaw, the city, all different concepts and, and styles. So we have two speakeasies, uh, members only bar, some high volume bars, a tiki bar, and this is quite a booming scene, I would say. Not as quickly as Berlin, I would say, over the last 10 years, more or less, since I've been going, but it's, yeah, it's definitely becoming a, a big thing. So it's apparent that the Warsaw cocktail scene is broad and is diverse from the concepts. You mentioned the word neighborhood bar twice. What is a neighborhood bar for you? Good question. <laughs> I think a neighborhood bar is a bar that people from the local area would come and have a drink any time of afternoon. Usually it's a bar that serves mostly locals from the area, not necessarily a dive bar. I think many people would associate a neighborhood bar to be the same as a, as a dive bar. 
but yeah, I think it's just the idea that slowly people are starting to maybe not move so far away from where they live to go and have a drink. So that's how it started. And I think, yeah, the Chodna was the first, I would say, proper neighborhood bar. There were people definitely coming from the area where we are located. Mm -hmm. And uh, since you refer to another European city, you're well traveled. Can you define the standard of the Warsaw bar scene in comparison to other cities in Europe? I guess so. I would say the standard is pretty much the same as most uh, most European cities. Maybe the uh, selection of alcohols is not as diverse as you can find in places like Berlin or Paris or London. But that's mostly due to uh, technical and uh, bureaucratic reasons. <laughs> There's not that considering uh, Poland has a long history of producing alcohol, both vodka and nalewki, you know, liqueurs, but it's yeah, somehow not as focused on its heritage and what's available locally. Mostly it's the big brands that are doing the influencing and yeah, that's definitely the difference, but I think the standard of cocktails is just the same as in London, Paris or Berlin, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, much is happening and different bars are pushing different agendas, different styles, I feel. You just talked briefly about obstacles from the government or from the legal side. What would you say is the biggest problem or break that's being put on the bar scene here to evolve? The biggest problem, I suppose, is the licensing laws. If you want to open a bar in a residential area or in a residential building, let's say, all it takes is one person to be opposed to having a liquor license in the building. Like a resident? Yes, a resident who's living in the building because you have to get the approval of all the people living in the building. So uh, one person says no, then you're not going to get a license, which makes it a little bit difficult sometimes. And do you need to ask or does the city ask? Uh, no, no, the person who wants to open a bar has to organize uh, all the documents and then you submit them to the city. But if there's one, one let's say, person who doesn't like the idea of having an alcohol shop or a bar in the building, then it's not going to happen. Once you get through that obstacle, I think it's uh, pretty straightforward, just like everywhere else. And you talked about foraging, that you have professional foragers that supply mm -hmm. you with herbs, spices, no, maybe not spices, <laughs> but herbs and fruit <laughs> that, that is uh, easily sourced locally. Mm -hmm. Is that unusual for the Polish bar scene or something that uh, you see more often? No, it's getting more and more popular, definitely in the last couple of years, I would say. People are starting to use local and wild um, plants and herbs and, and things like that. There's definitely a move, just like with food, towards going very local. And the sourcing local products is not always easy to do. Obviously, in the city, you might need to go outside the city a little bit to find plants which are, in a, let's say, an environment which is more conducive to having them consumed <laughs> than in a smog-laden city, which Warsaw unfortunately is. But yeah, people are definitely starting to, to do it more and more, and guests are definitely yeah, starting to appreciate it more and more. Mm -hmm. well, the same kind of things that we do at Cosmo, for example. Would you like to elaborate a bit more uh, about the things you do in Cosmo? Are you still using lab equipment to push the envelope? No, not as much as not as much as we used to. Actually, we, we did have some toys that we used to play with, but at the end of the day, we actually discovered that sometimes it's not necessary to use all the fancy gadgets and stuff to make uh, to make nice drinks. So we're actually using more uh, traditional uh, methods like uh, infusions and maybe speeding the infusions up a little bit in a sous vide and so on and so forth. But yeah, we're definitely not going so high tech. Main obstacle, of course, being the, the cost of the equipment, hmm. which is uh, for bars in London, probably in Berlin, it's a lot cheaper to buy uh, a Rotovap, uh, relatively cheaper, I would say, to buy a Rotovap or a, 
uh, centrifuge than it is to, to do it here. Relative to the price that you can charge a cocktail. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the income and, and everything else, you know, the prices of cocktails here, as you know, range from 25 to, I guess, the, the limit. There is no limit to what the price can be. So they start at uh, six euros, five and a half, six euros. Mm. The most expensive drink that you have on the menu of Cosmo is... How expensive? Uh, at, at the moment, we used, to, we used to have a champagne cocktail, which was 75 as Lottie. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, the most expensive one is 40, 45, I think. All our signature cocktails are the same price, which is 33 Zlotti. Mm -hmm. So 45 right now would be just ten about euros. 10 euros. Yeah. Huh? Right. So there's another cutting-edge bar that dives deep into using local produce and at the same time goes away from expensive lab equipment that we taught ourselves might be super important to be modern. This concludes the first of two parts with Tomek Rohr. Listen back in for the second part when he tells us more about where does he think the Polish bar scene goes and how might Brexit be interesting for cities like Warsaw with so many young Polish bartenders working and learning there. Hear you soon. You're listening to The Eastern Shake, interviewing the world's diverse bar scene, happily off the beaten track and from all sides of the counter. 